Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for closing day of the fall meet, Saturday, October 30th. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development. Last chance to, to get out, to get even, or to be a winner for your wagers on the fall meet. And it's a really nice card. And uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed, Jim. I think the, there's supposed to be less rain on Friday as we tape this, and then it's supposed to be backing down on Saturday. So uh, hopefully they'll be able to, to keep all of the three turf races on the turf for Saturday. But it's a really nice card. It is a nice card, and uh, we're hoping to do that. Uh, obviously, we it's got six months to rest, so uh, we like to get the turf races done. It got chewed up pretty badly on Thursday. We got you know substantial rain throughout the day, and we kept it on the turf, which we're which we're really good about this this time. We we didn't take off very much at all, but Saturday uh, I think we'll be on the turf, so we're going to handicap it at, like we're going to be on the turf. Well, well, the late pick four only has one turf race, and it's the second leg. We'll start in the seventh race with the Bowman Mill, and Keeneland brought back some stakes races that have been intermittently featured in the past, like on Breeders' Cup cards and things, and uh, makes it a nice finish to the meet. You had a couple of stakes on the Friday card and then these three on Saturday. So the Bowman Mill is for two-year-old fillies going six furlongs. It's not a big field, but I thought uh, there were like four horses that I thought – any one of those four, I could see winning this. Uh, how, where did you go? I just wonder if it's the same four I've got because I've got four as well. Um, I went with uh, the horse that I like the best is Chetalot. However, I'm not going to put any money on Steve Asmussen. Uh, it's amazing to me that that Steve has had such a cold meet and that uh, Ricardo Santana has not won a race. And so Chetalot fits uh, that race at Churchill. She set him up perfectly for this race beat Nakatomi, another horse that I like in here in Freelancer. I'm going I'm to use all three out of that race. But I'm going to say that Nakatomi is going to take a step forward here at Keeneland for Wesley Ward. He wants to win the trainer title, and this is a good shot for him to get a win here. Um, so I'm going I'm to take Nakatomi over Chad a lot. Uh, just think they'll reverse their, their order at the Churchill race. Freelancer has a shot, got beat by five links. Jimmy Graham, as we're taping this, had a couple of big wins on Thursday that cost us a lot of money, unfortunately. Uh, so Jimmy Graham is, is riding well right now, and, and Brendan Walsh was was the trainer for one of those horses that, that beat us on Thursday. So uh, I'm going to use Freelancer. Also, we use My Prankster on the outside for pleasure coming out of the Champagne. Wasn't really competitive there, uh, but went off at 3-1 to one off a really impressive maiden win at Saratoga with a 92 buyer. So uh, the three horses coming out of the optional race at Churchill, optional 80,000 at Churchill, plus My Prankster, that's my four. I bet you got the same four. I do. I uh, took Freelancer on top. Uh, I love that debut win down at Ellis. And then we had a little trouble at the start last time. So uh, I'll say that that can move him up. And I've got the same four, six, seven, four, and two, or the, the order in which I, I put them. But I could see any of the four winning. So got to use all four when you get to the pick four. That was the thing on, on this card. It was hard to narrow down in, in these races. The next is the Bryan Station. Three-year-olds going a mile on the turf. And one thing I, I did uh, notice on Thursday is didn't seem to be a, a lot of passing uh, with the soft turf. And so I thought the speed was uh, a big plus. And we'll see if that holds. You know, watch watch what happens on on uh, Friday and then the earlier turf races on Saturday as we come up to the Bryan Station. Un- under normal conditions with a, a firm turf course, I think I would have taken Scarlet Sky, who was so impressive in winning here in the spring. 
and I initially wrote that one down, and then I switched over to Like the King just because that one's got uh, more speed, and I think for uh, Wesley Ward that could serve uh, this horse well in this spot. Uh, Wesley and Brad Cox are having quite a ba- battle for the trainer's race, and Mike Maker's got an outside shot at it too heading into this uh, final weekend. But Like the King for me over Scarlet Sky, who – uh, ran big, and you got Joel Rosario, who's really been riding well in the last couple of months, and he's coming in to ride on the Saturday card. He's on Scarlet Sky for Shug McGahee. And, yes, this time for Kelly Breen, Camp Hope uh, has speed and jumped up to a 95 buyer last time when winning on this turf course in the first weekend. So wheeling back here in a stake now at the end of the meet, for uh, Kenny McPeak, and I think that one's a a player, even though it is a step up in class against this group. If it should come off the turf, I think any of those four would be okay uh, on the main track, but I would also add Dreamer's Disease. I didn't use that one on the turf. Uh, I think Dreamer's Disease is ability on the turf, but I just don't like that post position way out there. Um, Camp Hope's out there too, I know, but I think he's got a little better uh, shot to to get a, a good position going into the first turn. So, anyway, it's uh, a spread race also for me. I'm going to use four when we get to the pick four. How about you? I'm going to use five. A um, couple of horses you mentioned. I, I really like Camp Hope here. I'm wondering, though, that this might be too short uh, for him. He, he was at a mile and an eighth last time, controlled the pace, uh, and got that 95 buyer, uh, drew off by six, <clears throat> and eased up down the wire. Could have won by more. And uh, won by, I think, uh, five and a quarter and and really romped at the end but he was on the inside they had to take him to the lead he's gonna be on the outside now i don't know if bj can get him over but um obviously really good right now like the king for wesley gotta use him i gotta use point me by or eddie keneally uh coming off the franklin simpson at at uh, kentucky down square he was favored in a grade two at two to one got beat three and a quarter by a couple of really nice horses he won the bruce d's a grade one winner even though that was a kind of a fake grade one. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a grade one quality field this year in Arlington's uh, swan song, but uh, he still won it. So I'm going to use point me by Charles Crone for uh, McGahee coming off a, a good effort at Kentucky Downs. And, yes, this time for Kelly Breen, I think you mentioned, uh, coming off an almost win in the Dueling Grounds Derby. Got beat by credit. So, uh, five deep. I don't have really a strong opinion here. I, I think Camp Hope has a big shot, but like the King does as well. Ninth race is the Grade Two Haggard Fayette at a mile and an eighth for three-year-olds and up. I always enjoy this race because sometimes it's a launching point for a young horse into a, a big subsequent year. And um, I think there's a horse in here that could fit that bill. But tell me who you like in the Fayette. I like three horses. I like the obvious choices: Code of Honor. Rashug is probably my top pick coming out of the grade one Woodward. Uh, but the horse needs a, a fast pace to close into. I'm not sure he's going to get a contested pace here. Uh, so that might that might be a problem. Uh, Sleepy Eyes Todd has controlling speed. It might be a better bet on the inside. Um, got 102 buyer last time, Charlestown Classic. That one's kind of a weird racetrack because it's a bull ring. But he's also got a, a 98 buyer at seven furlongs here in the Lafayette last year. So uh, this horse is as tough as nails, and, and it's going to be a big challenge for anybody to beat on the inside. But the horse that I think you're probably looking at is King Fury, the three-year-old, for uh, Kenny McPeak. And this horse is coming into his own at the right time. He ran the Travers, um, 
mile and a quarter is probably too far for him. Essential quality is too big of a challenge for him. But then he comes back uh, at Churchill in the Bourbon Trail and won by 13 lengths. Um, this horse has, has gotten really good, uh, maybe a late developing three-year-old, and looking forward to him running next year for Kenny. And this might be the springboard that he needs. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use three horses in the pick, um, pick four. Like to see Code of Honor win just because it's a class older horse, but um, I think Sleepy Eyes Todd might be my pick. I'm using uh, all of the ones you mentioned, plus Independence Hall, who uh, had a, a nice second to Nixco last time in the Lucas Classic at Churchill, but I do like King Fury on top. Um, got a 98, which is best buyer figure, and a listed stake last time at Churchill, and he just won for fun. He ran big here on an off track in the Lexington in the spring, and uh, then had a series of things, especially after the Ohio Derby, where he ran well. He had a series of things go wrong up at uh, Saratoga, and they uh, had to put him in spots he they didn't really want to be in or didn't have the right preparation for, like the Travers. And so he gets back to Churchill, finally gets back into a groove, I think, and got back on track. And I think he's sitting on a big race. Um, I remember about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I guess it was, Blame. Well, back, it was 12 years ago. It was 09. Blame won the Fayette and then won the Clark, and that kind of was the launching pad into his spectacular four-year-old year. Now, I'm not going to put that on, on King Fury to say he's going to be the next Blame, but just to say that you know a, a three-year-old at this time of year can, can get good and kind of uh, use that as a launching pad into a, a big four-year-old campaign, and I think we're going to see that for King Fury. I think he is going to win the Fayette, and then uh, maybe he wheels back in the Clark. I don't know. Maybe they just – uh, wait till next year, but I know they've always McPeak, McPeak Barnes always been high on this horse and uh, didn't get a chance to run in the Derby. Had a little uh, mis mishap, so it's just been one of those years where a, a lot of things uh, didn't go right. But maybe he's uh, getting everything to fall into place here at the end of the year. So King Fury for me over Code of Honor, Sleepy Eyes Todd, and then Independence Hall. Tenth race is for two-year-old fillies maidens going the about seven furlongs distance and. This is where you can narrow down and on multi-race wagers. You could single-famed. I think he's or she's definitely the one to beat. Just missed uh, last time out. It was a big favorite. Looked like uh, she was home free, and then uh, Sweet Danny Girl came flying to beat her at a big price, and they got big buyer speed figure numbers in their debut. So for this one, for Brad Cox, might, might uh, clinch the training title for him. Uh, so I think famed is my pick there. But gunslinging is by Gunrunner, who has just been tremendous with uh, his two-year-olds this year. We talked about the cold numbers for the Aspison-Santana connection, so would it be ironic if Santana gets his first win of the meet in the last race of the meet? And so I'm going to use Gunslinging on my pick four. And really, I think it's one of those two. Halo of Fire would be the next one I would use if you want to go deeper, but I'm just going to go with those two in the pick four. What about you in the tenth race? Well, I almost single famed, but I had the same uh, thought that you did with the gun runner. I, I, I left off a gun runner the other day that cost me a pick four. I still think that, uh, you know, I'm a believer in hot and cold uh, outfits, and nobody's colder than Santana. I would love to see him win a race, but I'd hate to see him beat me out of a pick four here. So I'm not going to single famed. I'm going to use gunslinging and take two when I when we get to the pick four. One thing I want to say about um, 
uh, King Fury is that you, did, you didn't mention is that uh, Kenny McPeak's barn had got quarantined up there because of some outbreaks at Saratoga. So it really threw King Fury off of yeah. it along with like, Kenny's other horses. So Kenny had a terrible Saratoga meet, and it was totally understandable. He couldn't get his horses out of the barn to train them so, uh, and, and couldn't get them entered when he wanted to enter them. So, so he's come back and run well here at, at Keeneland, and yeah. I think that'll probably carry yeah. over to Churchill. I agree. I agree. So he's, he's really the one to watch at Churchill, I think. So, so you ready for my pick four? Give it to me. All right. Okay, six, seven, eight in the first leg. Uh, I'm sorry. I've, I've got a pick five written down, so that's that's my pick five, which you don't <laughs> want to talk about. So let's go two, four, six, seven in the first race. The four horses we all we talked about. Uh, and I'm going to take Nakatomi on top here for Wesley Ward in the seven. In the eighth race, I'm going to go five deep, uh, six deep, actually, three, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven. And I think Like the King for Wesley and Point Me By are my top two picks. And then three deep in the Fayette with Sleepy Eyes Todd to one, King Fury to six, and Code of Honor to seven with Sleepy Eyes Todd being my top pick. And then the last leg, I'm going to do exactly what you do. I'm going to single fame to one ticket, but I'm also going to put Gunsling on there just in case Santana jumps up and gets his first win in the last race of the meet. So uh, two, four, six, seven with three, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven with one six seven with one eight, and that is a seventy-two dollar ticket. And I've got a sixty-four dollar ticket. Two four six seven with six nine ten eleven, with one five six seven, and then with one eight on the back end. Uh, the all turf pick three starts early on the closing day card. It's in race two, the first of the three turf races, and uh, this has been a, a big hit. The uh, three dollar all turf pick three, and it. Uh, goes even if races do get taken off the turf. Hopefully these won't. And um, I think that's been a been a hit for you guys, right? It has. Uh, it's been such a hit that the Breeders' Cup is copying it. I don't know if you saw. Oh, no. Yesterday. All right. Yeah, they uh, not only added a third pick five on Saturday, they added an all-turf pick four. So uh, the four turf races that are Breeders' Cup championship races are going to be tied together in an all-turf pick four on Saturday. So, and uh, is it going to have a, a $3 minimum or a $4 minimum? I don't think so. I think they kept the minimum at either 50 cents or a dollar. Okay. Uh, that, that would get a little binding there with 14 horse fields and, and wide open turf races. And, and what that does for the Breeders' Cup is it actually puts together a pick four that is not going to have any real strong favorites because the strongest favorites are going to be in the dirt races. And the turf so, races are all oversubscribed both days. Yes, they are. So it's really an amazing wager. So uh, I congratulated Breeders' Cup on copying my idea. Yeah, no, it's a great (laughs) thing you guys have done, and then uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I I can see they've got, like, the cross-country pick five. They could, you know, do this throughout the year with, like, a, you know, you could do a cross-country, you know, turf pick three with a $3 wager or something. So Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities, and we've already talked to Naira about doing some stuff with them. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to promote it a little bit further. Then uh, it's a good start. We're averaging well over a hundred thousand dollars a day. Uh, yesterday was iffy because we were so undecided. We we left them on the turf, but everybody was worried about taking them off in the middle yesterday with all the rain on Thursday. But uh, uh, it's, it's been a very successful wager for us. We're very pleased with it. All right, best of luck for all of our listeners for your closing day. Uh, wagering at Keeneland and make sure you've got your Keeneland select account stocked up because Breeders' Cup is coming next weekend and uh, we'll of course have uh, our analysis on this In the Money podcast but you want to make sure 
that uh, you've got your accounts all lined up well in advance so you can just focus on playing the races out from uh, Del Mar next week. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach, and this is the In the Money Podcast for KeelanSelect.com.